Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Second Students West. Enjoy the message. Amen. Welcome to live. Thank you for tuning in tonight on Instagram or on YouTube. So glad that you're with us. I don't know if you've been with us for the last few weeks, but um, our staff has been in the room. And so, so glad to have a few of our team members here. It's so fun to speak to them as I'm speaking to you. And so here's what I want to do as we start. I want our staff in the room, maybe you where you are, to say this. I'm not satisfied. satisfied. Awesome. That's the title of the message tonight. I'm not satisfied. And satisfaction is when we're happy with what we've experienced. One of the things for me uh, that I love experiencing and I am so happy when I do is Disney World. It is the place where I believe I am most satisfied. I went a bunch growing up all the time, every year almost. And now my wife Erica and I have been married for six years and we've been four times. She's been adopted into the Disney family And maybe you don't know this, but I'm kind of a Disney geek. I love it. Every time we go, we stay on the grounds of Disney at a Disney resort. We take it all in. We lay by the pool at a Disney resort. We go to uh, the Disney parks. Everything is amazing there. And when I am in Disney, I'm on the mountain. Nothing can bring me down. I'm so satisfied. Satisfaction is something that, as humans, we spend so much time working for and seeking in our lives. It is a, you would say, a desirable thing, right? Now, maybe uh, for you guys, uh, you would, would be satisfied if that girl would just like you. Actually, matter of fact, maybe it's just that she would respond to your text messages, right? Or, or maybe you would be satisfied um, if you were famous on TikTok, right? If you just had that one TikTok that blew up and people saw, you'd be satisfied. Maybe it's that you could just get into that one school that you've been wanting to get in for years. Maybe you're a senior watching this and you're still trying to get into that school, worrying about where you're going to go to college. Maybe you're a junior and you're applying right now and that one school would satisfy you. Maybe it's to be heard or understood. Maybe if you were just heard and felt that people cared, you would be satisfied. Maybe it's to have more freedom. I don't know what that looks like, but many of us are searching for satisfaction. And sometimes if you're like me, we go through life kind of waiting for that, that thing that's going to satisfy us. And when we get there, it's amazing, it's awesome, and then we wait for the next moment that we're going to be satisfied again. And we live life that way. And though it's a desirable thing, I believe that it really shouldn't be. And so I want to change your view of satisfaction. Here's what it means. It means being content. It means I'm okay where I am, right here with my people and my life, and everything about me, everything that I have going on, I'm okay with it. Contentment also means being comfortable, and it's a dangerous place to be in our walk with Christ. Because here's the deal. Jesus did not come to the earth to die on a cross so that we could live a comfortable life, an average, ordinary, basic life. Jesus came for more than that. He came Not that we could be comfortable and content, but he came that we could be complete. Like when he died on the cross and we accepted that, we became complete. What does that mean? 
We were searching, we were hopeless, and Jesus filled every void in our life. But the enemy wants us to be content. He wants us to say, you know what, I'm comfortable, I'm okay, right where I am. I don't need to grow, I don't need to be productive, be creative, I'm okay right where I am. Have you ever felt in your walk with Christ stagnant? Right, like, man, I, I just, I feel like I haven't heard from the Lord lately. I haven't read my Bible in a long time. I haven't prayed. I, I can't even remember what it's like to pray because I haven't done it in so long. Have you ever felt just kind of going through the motions? Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and that's our passage for tonight. Just one verse, one of my favorites in the entire Bible. Here's what he says, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Paul is speaking to the Christians in Rome who are really struggling with moving away from the world because the things that the world offers are not good. And it's not the way as Christians we are called to live. We're called to live different. The world offers ungodly things and we should look different. So what he's saying there is he's saying, do you look different than the world? Students, people watching this, do you look different than the world? Staff, Seth, do you look different than the world does? Or do we conform? Do we blend in? Do we look like the world. I think it's interesting that the more content you become, the more satisfied we become in the world and with the things the world offers, the more we conform, right? Like the more we are content and okay with our area and our life and our things and what we have going on, the easier it is to conform and become like the world, to look like the world. Just like when you hang around people, all the time. The people that you hang around, you become comfortable with and you become like them. The more comfortable we are where the enemy wants us to be, the easier it is to conform. And he says, you become like a pattern, the pattern of the world. The world has a pattern. Here's what that means, that the world is predictable. It's predictable. And you know what? As human beings, we like predictable. We like to feel safe. We like to feel secure because what is a pattern? A pattern repeats. A pattern doesn't change. A pattern has no surprises. So here's what the enemy does because the enemy, by the way, is very real. And the enemy doesn't want your walk with the Lord to grow, for you to step out of your comfort zone and to step into what Christ has for you. So the enemy says, hey, why don't you just stay right where you feel comfortable, right where you feel content? And why don't you just become like the world? Instead of standing out, just stick to yourself. And that's the place where we become stagnant. Students, that's where the enemy wants you. That's the place where we stop relying on the Lord. That's the place where our relationship with Christ becomes kind of like a side piece. Yeah. It kind of becomes something that we go to whenever we need him. Whenever we're in a situation like we're in right now. But as soon as we get back to normal and things change and we become okay again, God kind of goes to the side. That's what the enemy wants. Anything he can do to take the glory off of God. 
So here's what we've got to do. What does Paul say? He says, don't conform, but what? Be transformed. That's what we've got to do. We've got to be willing to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, made new, made like Christ. I love the passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, the old is gone, the new has come. The picture that Paul is painting is, hey, believers, you can live new and free because the old way, the old self is gone. Christ has changed you. You are becoming like him. So he says, if you don't want to be satisfied and comfortable, but you want more for your life, you want to really know what God has for you, then you need to be transformed. So what is, what's keeping you from being transformed tonight? Are there things in the way of that truly happening in your life? What does that look like? He says it, renewing your mind. It's a process. It doesn't happen in one moment. It's over time. Christ changes us. He makes us new. And so what are those things that are keeping you from stepping into that, students, and saying, I want to be transformed. I want to be changed. I want to be different. I want to stand out. I want to live my life for Christ and look different than the world because it means getting uncomfortable. COVID-19, this, this virus, has really done something in my life relating to this. It, it has shown me that Students, I don't want to be satisfied with who I am right now. And here's what I mean by that. I want to be better. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better pastor, the best pastor that I can be. I want to be the best follower of Christ that I can be. And I want the same thing for you. I want you to be the best that you can be. So tonight, I want you to make that your declaration. That I'm not satisfied. I don't want to conform. I, don't, I want to be transformed tonight. That's my challenge. For our team, for each one of you, that you would get real with the Lord and that you would tell him, God, I want the best that you offer. Students, what would it look like? What would it look like for you to be the best friend that you could be? The best friend. What would it look like for you to be the best son or daughter you could be? Maybe your parents really need that from you. What would it look like to be the best brother or sister? Man, I really fought with my sisters growing up. That's something I could have done a lot better. And I strive to do better even at 29 years old today. What would it look like for you to be the best teammate you could be? The best student you could be? The best person that you can be? We are not perfect as Christians. That's not what it's about. But it's about striving to become like him. So what areas do you need to look at in your life and go, I'm not satisfied with ordinary. I'm not satisfied with average. Jesus, I want to be the best for you.